You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. When you post hunting photos on Instagram, they get censored. When you post on Go Wild, you get virtual fist bumps from fellow hunters. When you buy gear on Amazon, you gas up a billionaire spaceship. When you buy gear on Go Wild, we donate to a camp that teaches kids to hunt, fish, and shoot. See the difference? Go Wild is a free social community built by hunters for hunters. Join today at DownloadGoWild.com, and I'll give you 10 bucks just for setting up your account. And you'll keep unlocking Go Wild rewards as you share content, because guess what? We like hunting pictures. Join at DownloadGoWild.com or in the App Store. Hey guys and gals, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Podcast, where you will be educated, entertained, and equipped to get more out of your outdoor experience. So hold on tight, because here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is the Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast, and I am your host, John Hudspeth. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you've been listening all along, welcome back. We have a great show for you today. I'm sure it's the reason why most of you are here. We are talking to Zach Meadows, and most of you have probably heard by now, Zach killed the potential new Oklahoma typical whitetail. And so it has, you know, gone viral. It's blown up way bigger and way faster than Zach ever dreamed. Um, so I reached out to Zach, and he was way more than willing to come on the show and and get to tell the story from his point of view. You know what actually happened in his own words. And so Zach, like I said, Zach was more than willing to come on, and I was so happy to have him. So it's a great interview. Um, I'm not going to talk too much because I want to, you know, let Zach tell his story. Uh, I do want to, real quickly though, before we get into it, just kind of define a few terms that you're going to hear throughout the podcast that we don't do a very good job of kind of defining in the conversation. And so I want to go over a few quick things, um, basically to give you kind of the two-minute Boone and Crockett rundown before we start throwing all these terms and numbers out there. So, uh, real quick, Boone and Crockett Club was established in 1887 by Theodore Roosevelt and George Byrd, and they came up with a scoring system that they felt basically assess the health of an individual animal, and then kind of through that they could you know figure out the health of a population. Uh, so in theory, the higher that an animal scores on their system more than likely the healthier that animal is. So that's kind of where this all came from. Uh, A few key terms that you're going to hear are gross and net scores. The gross score is the total accumulated measurement of inches. Uh, So this is the score you hear assigned to like non-typical racks. It's just how many inches are there. But the net score, that was designed to kind of reward or penalize, depending on which side of it you're on, symmetry. And so... How close is the left antler to being an exact match of the right antler? You know, length, mass, all that stuff. And so 
Um, after you score the buck and get the total inches, you then have to deduct differences, basically. And so that gives you your net score. And net score is how they come up with the typical whitetail score. So another term you're going to hear is green score. The reason you keep seeing the term, you know, potential record online or, you know, social media, whatever, is because we are still dealing with a green score. And Boone Boone and Crockett requires a 60-day drying period from the time the buck is killed. And we are still within that 60-day period. So that's why you're hearing the green score term thrown around, because we have yet to get that 60 days. So it's green score is the score you get before the 60-day drying period. After the 60 days, the buck can then be measured for its official score, and we will then know if it broke the record or where it places in the record books. And so we're still waiting for that official score to come out. So I just wanted to throw these terms out there real quick. Like I said, we didn't do a real great great job of defining them within the podcast. So that's pretty much going to do it for me. I know you guys probably aren't here to listen to me ramble, and so I'm going to cut my intro nice and short. And so thank you guys for listening. Keep listening. Look me up on social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook, at Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast. And with that, here is my interview with Zach Meadows. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. And today I'm talking to Zach Meadows. How are you doing, Zach? I'm alive. <laughs> you're alive. You said alive, and, you're, alive and well. Uh-huh. You said you're still kind of recovering from COVID. Is that right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, my whole family, family got it a few weeks ago, and uh, and uh, but yeah, still, still, uh, uh, still, we didn't get too bad, but man, it, it wasn't fun by any means. But yeah, yeah so my, forgive me, my voice is a little, a little hoarse, but uh, but I'll give it a whirl. Oh, it's sounding great, sounding great. Well, I think uh, you know by the time this airs, I think most people might have heard your name and realized why you're on the podcast today because you killed a stud of a buck. Uh, was it November third? Yeah, yeah, no, November third, uh, the evening of November third. So yeah, yeah, just the uh, the wing gods uh, smiled on us that day, and we were able to uh, get in the stand we've been trying to for a while, and and uh, but yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, I got I've been all over the over the place. I, mm-hmm. I've been been kind of kind of crazy past few days, I guess. <laughs> yep, yep. And we're gonna get into all that craziness here in a little bit. But you know, I think the best way to start this thing off is I think you should just you know tell everybody the story. And so you know, uh, I just want to hear about this buck. You know, did you have him in years past? Was it one you were looking for? Did he come out of nowhere? And I'm just gonna kind of hand you the reins for a minute, and uh, I just want you to talk about him and uh, tell us how it all went down. Gotcha. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so we, we 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 got a a picture actually with an old uh, point and shit, uh, uh, Canon camera, not a trail camera, mm-hmm. um, last year. Just uh, um, just kind of a weird freak deal. We hadn't seen him on any trail cameras, and uh, I'm just uh, out out uh, checking a few things, and uh, he's just standing there out out in the middle middle of a field, and uh, just standing there watching us, and I uh, was able to get my my uh, camera out and take some pictures of him and uh um so yeah that was the first time time we saw him uh it was in the uh uh in the, right at the start of archery uh last year and uh haven't really seen him since until um uh probably, probably about june um we got a couple 
couple trail camp pictures of him and uh but just just very very little um um footage of him and uh, we had a couple other deer in the in the area that we were we were chasing and uh we we you know we we knew we knew he was in the area but you know just very little film of him uh, on the trail cameras or anything like that so but uh but yeah it uh, and he and he was a he was a stud last year i mean he was um every bit as big as he was uh this year um so we, we had no idea he was that big but you know, we, we knew he was a, a good deer. So I've got four young boys, two of which are, are uh, just getting into hunting. And, uh, you know, so I was really hoping to get get uh, my uh, 12-year-old um, on this deer or, or one of our other big ones. So we were actually fighting to see who would uh, sit in that stand that night. And he, he was... He was just a little nervous, uh, uh, just because it was a little, you know, potentially a little further shot, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, his his bow I think is still only you know forty five pounds or something, so a little little on the light side. So um, uh, I ended up going that night, and uh, I wish he would have went. I think he could have got it done, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, we um, I think we ended up getting in the stand that night around. Two o'clock, I think it's before the time change, so about mm-hmm. about two o'clock in the afternoon, and um, but it just it was just one of those one of those nights where we were just seeing a ton of deer, and um, you know the wind was good, and we actually had set this stand up, and kind of last year, I and mean, we're learning every year, you know, I'm not not a pro hunter by any means, and mm-hmm. you know I've, I've been hunting a long time, but uh, you know I think just constantly learning with these whitetails and you know we last year we noticed a lot of the big bucks were circling you know downwind and and uh you know we we, we used to hunt a lot of corn feeders and and uh and we're we've been getting away from that um you know i just we wasted so much time hunting these corn feeders just because we, we saw so many deer and a lot of a lot of young women and children and mm-hmm. uh you know we we thought it was a good hunt because we saw 20 deer uh that you know mm-hmm. but but we just weren't seeing the big bucks and um once we started getting off these corn feeders and you know we went from running you know say 10 feeders down to two mm-hmm. and uh very rarely even even sit them anymore and um but uh but anyways, it was just one of those nights where a lot of deer were coming in, and um, you know there was a, a little little pinch out um, where they you know would go from a, a, a crop field to the hardwoods, and it, it got kind of real skinny. So most of the deer had to pass through there. But we had a blocker, a big open field um, where they, you know, if they wanted to circle downwind of us, they had to go out there in in the open field and. And, uh, you know, these big bucks just didn't, didn't want to do that. So it was, uh, we had that working for us. So, but, uh, we hadn't set the stand at all. Um, just been waiting on the, on the right wind. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I tried to set them all up for a North or South wind, but this particular one we, we needed, uh, um, I think we, I think it was like a Northwest wind and, 
you know, right when those fronts kind of move through, you can usually get an east or a west, you know, but it's always north or south. But mm-hmm. it was just one of those nights where the winds was, was, was good, and, and uh, we got in there early, and right off of that, we, we uh, I say we, I was by myself, but <laughs> uh, right off the bat, we started seeing uh, uh, seeing some, some smaller bucks and, and, and doe, and, and uh um, usually they just kind of pass through. It's kind of a staging area uh, before they go on to uh, the crops. So they're, they're, you know, it's not quite, you know, they're just kind of waiting for the sun to go down before they jump out onto the to the uh, agriculture, the ag fields. And uh, so they just seem to congregate here. And, um, you know, I was it was getting to be, I think there were, you know, six doe around and about three little basket rack bucks. And, it was just getting to where you just couldn't move, and I was I was just real worried one was going to get downwind uh, downwind of us and and kind of mess the whole thing up. But um, we had this uh, I had this uh, oh it's it a big non typical. We were we'd been watching on camera and we had seen him several times, and we thought there was a good chance you know he would come in and uh, and he came in right at four o'clock and. Um, uh, he's probably, you know, 100 and, 180, 190 inch non-typical, you know, before all the deductions and everything, but re- really good size deer. It definitely would have been the biggest deer I'd ever, ever killed in my life. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I knew, I knew, I knew if we, we shot him, I was done and, uh, there would be no chance at getting this bigger one. So I, I actually texted my, my son and I was like, uh, uh, I think we 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 were calling him Junk. Mm-hmm. We had nicknamed that deer Junk. I was like, Junk's here. I'm going to shoot him. And he <laughs> just said, Don't do it. Don't do it. He's like, You're never going to get a chance at the, at, at the big one if you do it. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I said, I just couldn't believe I was passing this deer <laughs> up, and it it was killing me. My heart was already already pounding. Mm-hmm. But uh, so he uh, he was you know it's getting November third, so they're just kind of chasing not really you know mm-hmm. they're they're splitting off from their bachelor groups all the big bucks have all split off you know so it's not not quite rut but you know they're they're definitely checking some does and nothing too serious yet mm-hmm. so um this deer runs off and uh chasing some does and ended up coming back and uh i just thought i was like i may never get another shot at this deer much less a shot at this other this bigger deer so i just I just couldn't believe I was I was passing this this deer up, but uh, you know I'm sitting there watching him, and um, and he's probably right at 60 yards, um, and this this big non-typical, and and his whole body posture just changes, you know. He starts licking his lips, and and I knew something was going on, so I you know I I was like, man, if something's scaring this guy, it, it's got to be a pretty <laughs> pretty pretty big buck if this guy's getting you know nervous about something coming in and so i'm looking you know just scanning with my binoculars and i just i just see a rat coming and and uh i instantly knew it was this this deer and um and uh he comes in and and uh the deer actually when we saw him a year ago he had a little limp on his front um on his front leg and uh but he, he wasn't like, like every step he was limping. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would run fine, but like every tenth step he would limp. And uh, so I, I, I saw him kind of go down, and, and I knew it was him because I, I saw the limp. And uh, and 
but anyway, so they're uh, it's pretty tight. This is a pretty tense standoff. So this this non typical we're watching, and uh, this big buck they see each other, and it's just like everything just stopped. All the doe quit running around. Uh, the little bucks, I think a couple of them ran off, and and these two are just getting ready to go at it. And um, you know they're cocking their head and their hair standing up and they're licking their lips and and I'm like man this is getting ready to getting ready to go down and um, they're they're just get, you know I'm just thinking they're about to have an epic battle right in front of me and I'm wanting to videotape it but I'm like man I gotta gotta get ready mm-hmm. my heart is just pounding and uh, I mean it 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 was about to beat out of my chest and I uh, I was like man I hope I can pull my pull my bow back right now because i was uh i was not in not in good shape mm-hmm. um it, I, I thought the buck fever you know it kind of left me you know, a few years back but definitely not it was it was worse than i've ever had mm-hmm. and um but anyway so they're staring at each other and i can't get a shot yet he's still uh a little ways away and they're just um literally staring down and and uh I hate to even say this on this podcast, but uh, I've, I've never heard this, I don't think, ever in the wild, but uh, one of the little bucks farted as loud <laughs> as, as I've ever heard, and, and they all scattered. Hmm. And um, and and they, they all ran about 30, 40 yards and just stopped. And I was like, is this happening? I, I've, I've hunted 20 years, and I, I don't think I've ever heard this in the wild, and and I think everything was just so tense, and there wasn't hardly any wind that day, and it was quiet, and it just. Um, so the the big buck ran off. He he was gone, and uh, the the non typical uh, ended up running off. But uh, he came back pretty quick. The does started coming back, and uh, so I I'm thinking to myself, a a, a a deer fart just ruined the buck <laughs> of a lifetime for me, and I was like, what kind of luck? You know, and I'm actually getting ready to pull my phone out and text my son, and I was like, "You're not going to believe what just happened." And uh, and I, I'd say about 10 minutes later, you know, I, I just kind of a repeat of what happened the first time. I could tell by the the, the other buck's posture that that he's coming in, and uh, so this time the big one just wasn't messing around. He came straight in, and um, and they they circled each other a little bit, and um, the uh, the big non-typical just just didn't want any part of it this time, and he ran off. And they were right at 61 yards, and um, and I mean that's pretty far bow shot for mm. me. And and I, I knew I knew my 60-yard pin was pretty good. I'd been been practicing quite a bit, and uh, just just switched to a new bow this year, and I, I just didn't have as, as much confidence as my old my old Matthews that I've had for you know 15 years that mm-hmm. i've been shooting so uh so i'm i've got a new bow fancy new sight and uh and i just you know i've been been practicing just haven't killed a lot of deer with it so i was like now or never and uh and uh i mean i was shaking so bad i i just it was, it was pretty much all a blur but um ended up closing my eyes and just breathing and uh he stopped broadside right at 60 yards and and uh you know i was just telling myself in my head that i'd always been shooting him right behind the shoulder uh, you know and i i thought 
you know, for years that that's, that was the best place to shoot them. And, and I, I think I'd been shooting them just too far back. Hmm. And, um, you know, that the year before I, I, uh, I, th- I think I watched like a, maybe one of the meat eater podcasts or, or, or something. And, and I just remembered, you know, lining that front leg up, just the back part of the front leg and straight up, which is a little further forward than I, you know, than I normally were shooting them. And, and that's what I did. And, just let it fly and uh um had a mechanical uh broadhead and uh you know I, I i instantly knew it was a good hit and he took off and um and uh, i just i about lost it and uh <laughs> i text i texted my son and and uh and he he knew exactly i mean he he knew something had happened and uh so i texted him was like i i, I just I just sent an arrow and I, I think I got him, but I don't know. And, and, um, and, uh, but anyways, I, I could look in my binoculars and I, it was really weird. I could see the arrow almost sticking straight up and down in the ground. Hmm. And, um, I could actually see it with my binoculars and I could see the, the, uh, the feathers were just red. And, uh, so I knew it was a good hit. And, uh, and how, how that happened, I, I don't know, but, um, but it was, a it was a clean pass through. And, uh, so I knew, you know, I, I was pretty confident in the hit. I didn't hear him crash or anything. And, uh, so that was, uh, probably the longest, uh, hour wait of my life. I, th- I think it was right around five o'clock, um, when I shot him or just after. So I still had plenty of daylight left and, there wasn't any rain coming in. And, and so my plan was to go get my arrow as quietly as I could and just back out. And, uh, I, I knew I wouldn't, wouldn't sleep that night, but, uh, that was my plan sitting there and just waiting for, for an hour. And, uh, I ended up seeing, actually seeing that, that other buck, um, come back after I'd shot that one. And, um, but anyways, got some good, good footage of him. And, uh, um, but yeah, right about an hour, I went down and got my arrow and, you know, everything looked good. And then, um, I started looking for blood and I just, there was just no blood. And I was like, man, this isn't good. And, and, uh, I actually had to get down on my hands and knees and start crawling around looking for blood. And it was just a, almost like a mist, um, just a really fine mist. I'm not sure if it was coming out of his nose or, um, it just wasn't, a, a typical blood trail that I was used to. And, um, we got a lot of rain the day before. So everything was, you know, a little, a little damp. So it, it wasn't the easiest, uh, easy just, you know, to, to, to see the blood, but I could rub my hand on the, on the bushes and it was just coming back red. So I, I knew there was blood there, but it was just a, you know, a big drop was about the size of a pencil eraser and it was just really hard to see. And, and, um, but, uh, you know, I thought, well, I may, I may just go 20 yards down this trail. That's all I'm going to do, just as silent as I can. You know, I, I've got to know, you know, what I'm dealing with tonight or I'm going to be up all night. And uh, so I crawled just, just as quietly as I could on my hands and knees. And, um, you know, and, and the blood just stayed about the same. It just wasn't a wasn't a good uh, a good blood trail, and I was really getting worried. And um and then uh, I look around the corner, and I, I could see a, I could I could see his rack just sticking up, <laughs> and uh, it, it, he didn't go twenty twenty five yards. So, 
but uh but anyways yeah it was it was just a uh an amazing deal and uh it's probably the farthest shot i've ever taken on a with my bow uh mm-hmm. to date and um and uh but yeah really really lucky it all worked out and um but uh yeah crazy crazy <laughs> hunt yeah i know i'm leaving leave i know i'm leaving some 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 stuff out but uh <laughs> no, no but, i think you'd great but anyways uh-huh. and i, I facetime my son and and uh you know and just said oh, i can't find him and you know i kind of kind of moved the phone over my shoulder where i know he can kind of see him in the background and i was like i i think he got away we just can't find him can't find any blood and and finally he notices the rack just sitting there on the ground and and uh, i think he was more excited than i was but uh <laughs> But but yeah yeah and then uh, then we got him out of there and uh, took taking some pictures and and uh, you know I, I still had no idea you you know in, in my mind I'm you know I uh, we had the, the few trail cam pictures we had of him you know I'm I'm thinking high 180s you know maybe may, you know 180 maybe 190 and mm-hmm. and I I showed him to you know a few you guys that are a lot more experienced and scoring deer than i am and you know they were all pretty confident that it was pushing 200 mm-hmm. and uh one of my uh, uh one of my son's uh football coaches uh has actually has shot the number two uh non-typical in the state so mm-hmm. he was uh you know a lot better versed in that than i was but but anyways, these guys were I was showing the pictures to thought he would you know he would go over two hundred and I just never in a million years thought that he would get even close to that mm-hmm. so um but uh so i ended, we ended up checking him in and and getting everything legal and taking him to the uh to the processor and um were able to get some good photos. I wish we could have got some better photos, but mm-hmm. it was getting dark and and uh but yeah, and then um um no, we actually we we uh let me back up. The the processor was closed by the time mm. we got him checked in, got him gutted, and uh, they have an honor drop freezer where where you can bring them, you know, after hours. There's no lock on it or anything and uh so I was taking him uh to the processor and I got to thinking I was like, "Man, I I just don't know how I feel about leaving was, the deer. You I was going to say, it, I would not it, be leaving it. Nope. <laughs> in, a, in an unlocked freezer. So <laughs> so I ended up uh, uh, taking him home to my house and uh, you know, we ended up hanging him in a tree in my backyard. And it, really good. I got to show all my kids and my mm-hmm. wife and, uh, you know, and uh, I, I mean, it. My wife was probably uh, uh, definitely a widow that whole uh, <laughs> archery season. Um, we were spending time in the woods a, a lot. I mean, just every, every chance we got a good wind, and and uh, you know it's really good having uh, kids that like to hunt because mm-hmm. I could always use that as an excuse. Right. You know, I'm taking the kids hunting, and, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, I'm not I'm not even sitting in the stand. I'm just taking them, you know, and uh, and then I would get a sneak off, and uh, but. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool. I got I got the opportunity to show them, and mm-hmm. and all my all my boys were just just pumped. And mm-hmm. um, and then uh, the next morning, uh, my dad, me and my dad actually took him to the uh, um, the meat processor, and um, we, uh, you know, I said, hey, you got a you know a little uh, 
soft tape measure, you know, like go steal it out of mom's uh, sewing kit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'd never really scored a deer. Uh, you know, I've attempted it in the past, but uh, so we I think we downloaded an app and uh, that kind of walked us through the scoring. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I'm sure we made a ton of mistakes, but uh, we did it real quick right there uh, before the uh, hanging there at the, at the meat processor. And, um, and, uh, but anyway, we were right, right at, right around 200 and uh i immediately thought we screwed up and uh so i'm i'm googling you know uh, state record you know oklahoma record deer and i i I think it you know i see like a 196 and the 194 and i'm like we we definitely screwed up you know and that and uh so ended up uh uh vacate him out and that uh, that morning, I, uh, the next morning, they already had, already had him caped out. And by that time, you know, I, I had texted uh, probably a dozen of my buddies who, who had texted a dozen of their buddies. Mm-hmm. And then, man, this monster had just snowballed. Yeah. And um, I was about to say, it seems like the, when the hunt ended, that's where the craziness really started. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just... Uh, you know, and then I, I think the wildlife department got wind of it, and uh, you know, so they're they're definitely interested to see, you know, mm-hmm. if uh, and people start throwing around new state record, and I'm like, you know, hey, don't not off my scoring, and yeah. So we ended up taking it to uh, a taxidermist um, there, and they had uh, a, a, a couple SCI certified SCI scores, I believe, or, or one guy was, and then mm-hmm. a uh, a Boone and Crockett or previous Boone and Crockett score. The, these guys knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you could tell they, they took, uh, uh, just, a, just a few measurements of one side and automatically knew that, that it was going to be right around 200 inches. That's, that's mm-hmm. how much experience these guys had. And, yeah. and, uh, so, so they, they went right in and, uh, you know, and I'm I'm watching them. I'm just kind of standing back, taking taking some pictures, and and uh, I think they're done. And I see, you know, 186 right there on the on the on the uh, page, and and I was like, wow, that's that's exactly what I thought he was going to score. Mm-hmm. And and they said they said we're we're not even close to done. We hadn't done the inside spread, and you know, <laughs> so right then I knew I was like, oh man, I'm trying that, you know, thinking this may be actually bigger than I thought. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was. Uh, happy with that 186 but uh they they definitely weren't done and uh but yeah they uh i think one guy came up with you know around 205 i think and uh uh after uh the deductions and uh he just had so much mass and and Mm -hmm. carried it out you know pretty far but you know I, i was blown away and now i'm thinking that you know that this actually could be a state record deer and you know the area i hunt has never you know, it, it's, you know, we, we consistently get some 140s and, you know, 150s, and that's that's been a ton of work just to get there. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, nothing that I had ever thought about, you know, saying, hey, that could never happen to me. You know, that's, that happens up northwest Oklahoma with these, you know, these guys paying, you know, crazy money for these, you know, uh, Kansas bordered leases. And, mm-hmm. you know, just to think that that could happen in, in Logan County, uh pretty crazy Mm -hmm. but um but yeah so that's kind of kind of where we stand um you know that's got to dry for 
for 60 days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that puts it, if my math is right, right around New Year's. Yep. And uh, so um, I had I talked with the wildlife department, and uh, they had mentioned, uh, I, I, I think the director, the, uh, the assistant director, or, or somebody at the wildlife department's a certified Boone and Crockett scorer. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they had mentioned uh, uh, possibly a, a committee uh, scoring them, and I've never mm-hmm. – Never heard of that. I think I think they had some issues with uh, with with some of the past scores. I, I'm not mm-hmm. too sure exactly what all happened, but uh, I think uh, uh, some of the uh, I don't know any particular deer, but uh, I heard some of them were being overscored. So mm-hmm. um, they just wanted to make sure that uh, you know that everybody was in agreement. There was you know. Um, uh, so that yeah, that puts it right around New Year's. So we're just kind of kind of waiting, and then um, you know I didn't realize all the all the rules uh, <laughs> with Boone and Crockett. Um, so I'm 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 just reading them and and uh, you know making sure we uh, you know don't put anything on the antlers and right. it's uh, not in a, a, a cooler in a mm-hmm. room temperature. Um, so you know I was really worried. You know just want to make sure we do it do it the right way and. Mm-hmm. and uh, and, uh, you know, it's going to shrink mm-hmm. and, um, you know, so, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when it, uh, when, when they, you know, when it dries, yeah. but, uh, hopefully it doesn't shrink that much, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say uh, just for our audience, I was going to specify that, you know, like, uh, you know, basically all these numbers we're talking about and, you know, if you see articles on the internet or whatever, they're all going to say potential, you know, potential state record. And, and the reason it hasn't been officially done or whatever is because, yeah, Boone and Crockett requires a 60 day drying period. And so, uh, you know, any number that anybody comes up with right now will not be official. And so that's why there's so much, you know, potential around this buck. So, do you know what they typically lose during that dry? I mean, I've, I've been, it's just not a whole lot. I mean, it, it's I am anywhere just from my my Google searches mm-hmm. anywhere from you know two two to you know upwards of ten twelve inches. So mm-hmm. I don't I didn't know if there's like a a percentage that they if you knew like you know what percentage they typically lose over that yeah I've, drying time. Or, I've heard some stuff on that. I've heard people talk about it, um, and it seems like every deer is different. Yeah, I've heard some not shrinking at all. I've heard some losing 10 inches. Um, I think on average, it's not that much, you know, maybe somewhere in the, in the two to five inches on a, you know, a big deer like this. Um, so yeah, I don't think you got to worry about too much, uh, too much shrinkage. So, um, yeah, one of the, one of the guys had mentioned the inside spread mm-hmm. is one of the things that it really, I don't know if it's a skull cap shrinking or what, mm-hmm. but the inside spread is what really, really will shrink down on them more than mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. And, uh, I guess I guess in the past, you know, and I, I'm just learning all this for the first time. You know, I've never had to worry about this yeah. uh, in the past. But I, I guess guys would put a piece of lumber in between the oh, uh, really? the, the rat. <laughs> Try to yeah, keep it down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it would just keep it from uh, you know from uh, from shrinking. Yeah, and uh, it sounds like that you know that a lot of the the past. Um, you know, deer had been done like that, but mm-hmm. uh, I think Boone and Crockett's uh, really uh, caught wind of that. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I've heard it all now, mm-hmm. but uh, it sounds like that that's definitely not not legal now. Right. So um, we're uh, definitely 
definitely going to do it the right way and mm-hmm. um, and see what happens. But hope, hopefully it doesn't doesn't shrink that much. And mm-hmm. um, but uh, I think when they uh, you know they, they they said they scored it a little conservatively. So I'm uh-huh. I'm hoping you know that 205 number um, is, is is a pretty conservative number. Yeah. So yeah. Now that but, uh, and that you said that 205. That's before deductions. So that'd be gross score. No, that's after deductions. Oh, that's after. Yeah, that was, okay. That was, wow. Yeah, that was after after deductions. And okay. I, it, they, I mean, that I don't know if they they you know if it was, uh, it was I, I know they deducted like the main kickers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I don't know if if the the, the like the the steam circumference deductions. I don't mm-hmm. know if all that was done, but yeah. But I, I know all the main deductions. But gotcha. yeah, they call that the I guess the. the the green score. It wasn't mm-hmm. the gross. But yeah, he was yeah. up net. I want to say around. Yeah, that was net. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it was around two hundred five net. And yeah. uh, and I think uh, the taxidermist actually rescored him. Um, you know, I I saw on the Facebook on on their Facebook uh, a post. They actually had him as as two ten, a conservative two ten. Yeah. But uh, I I wasn't present for that one, so gotcha. I, I'm just. Okay. Just uh, been 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 saying what I was there for, but yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, who knows? But mm-hmm. what was crazy? Um, so I, I mentioned he had a limp, and uh, so we got to look at at one of his front uh, hooves. It, it was the weirdest thing, you know. They you know, usually have two pads, you know, mm-hmm. a pad on either side, you know. But he was missing almost, I'd say, eighty percent of one of his hmm. hoof or one of his pads, uh-huh. and. Um, one of the scores said that they could usually tell which which uh leg had an injury. They said that typically the the opposite mm-hmm. antler will suffer. Uh-huh. Um you know, whether that's true or not I don't know, but it it, it sounded like he knew what he was talking about. But uh yeah, they were really surprised with a uh with a foot like that that mm-hmm. the deer was able to maintain, you know, that that much mass and mm-hmm. And it looked like he'd been dealing with the injury for a long time, but uh, it—I uh, don't know if it was from an arrow or, mm-hmm. or, or, or you know, a piece of wire or what it was. But yeah. he definitely had a, a major injury to his uh, to his foot, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I think that explains some of the the tracks we saw yeah. in the in in the mud that just didn't make any sense. Uh-huh. But uh, but uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's. Um, just crazy coming it was plot of land we we had nothing definitely nothing special mm-hmm. i mean that's not an everyday occurrence for us by any means right so, yeah but um but yeah it when we first started hunting this, this place like you know, 20 i was 16 uh i guess i'm 40 42 43 43 yeah <laughs> but anyways i started hunting this when i was 16 and and just to see a buck back then was, um, you know, was was uh, a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or even, you know, there were, you know, several, you know, stretches we'd go and not see a deer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's uh, it's come a long way. And mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, the past, I'd say the past uh, five years, you know, all the neighbors and and. Uh, you know, we've got some really good neighbors and really good guys that hunt around us. And, uh, you know, it, 
you know, everybody finally got on the same page and we mm-hmm. started sharing our pictures and, uh, you know, bouncing ages off, you know, and uh, actually starting to pass up these deer. And, you know, the problem was, you know, years back we'd, we'd pass on a really good deer, but we'd just never see it again, yeah. you know? So it just got really hard to, to pass on these 130 inch deer when that's, that's as big as you're seeing and you don't see them again the next year. And mm-hmm. you're like, it just made it tough, but mm-hmm. but once all the neighbors got on the same page and and uh, man, we really started you know seeing that freak 170 or you know even 160 and and uh, and then every year we started seeing you know instead of one nocturnal 160, you know we'd see two hmm. and uh, it just slowly started uh, slowly you know started getting better mm-hmm. and uh, and then you know we we messed around with the food plots a little bit the soil's not not the best out there it just mm-hmm. requires a lot of a lot of fertilizer and a lot of lime and it's just expensive to uh to plant and uh you know we started with some little food plots and that you know the deer would just hammer it before it would would get a chance to to come up mm-hmm. so uh but yeah, we finally got some got some food plots going and and start getting you know the uh, some nutrition in and you know I was always wondering you know if that how much of it was nutrition and you know I always thought it was genetics for mm-hmm. for the longest time and you know that we just don't have the genetics out here to produce a deer like that mm-hmm. but you know the more I've researched I think I think um, Meat Eater just had a really good podcast on on genetics mm-hmm. and uh um you know it's not as it's, it's definitely not as much as they thought you know right. it's more with with the doe mm-hmm. than it is with the buck yeah. and you know if, if the doe has twins um from what i recall you can pretty much write those not write them off but mm-hmm. the, the chances of those you know say she has uh twin twin bucks Mm -hmm. and uh the chances of those bucks being anything special is uh pretty slim and um i i I guess it's just the the nutrition you know all going to one deer you know and having to share the milk and the Mm -hmm. and the food with another one it it just yeah more uh, about it's more about what's in the ground than what's above it the soil you know like you said the soil and the nutrition and everything like that so yeah, and uh, you know, I think uh, yeah, I, I know genetics play a part, but mm-hmm. you know, it just goes to show that you know, even with uh, you know, here in Central Oklahoma, um, you know, we're we're you know, it's pretty rare to see these deer with 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 some decent management and some summer summer food plots and some selective doe management. I mean, mm-hmm. you can uh, you know grow you know 180 inch deer. I mean, mm-hmm. we like I said. You know, 20 years ago, a 130 would have been a monster on this on this place we hunt. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just we just didn't see them. Yeah. And uh, but um, and I don't think it takes that long to do it. But I think mm-hmm. it just took that long for us to learn. You know, not to uh, to let them walk. Yeah. You know, and it, mm-hmm. it was just just so hard when they ran over to your neighbors and got got shot you know so it it was it made it tough letting them walk when you knew they weren't going to make it till Mm -hmm. next year but Mm -hmm. but uh, but yeah getting everybody else around us on board and and uh you know some of the farmers uh you know uh, planting some agriculture around us you know definitely definitely helped but Mm -hmm. you know uh the biggest thing 
that, that, that we learned is just staying out of there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we used to think a successful hunt, you know, we'd see sometimes 20 deer a night, but they were all women and children. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we just weren't, weren't seeing those big bucks and we were constantly in there checking trail cameras and uh, filling feeders and, you know, sitting on corn feeders. And mm-hmm. it was just really, really hard to get off the corn feeders. And, um, but man, one year I just got so busy with work and, and, uh, I just couldn't, I just didn't have time to jack with the feeders. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I swear that year I saw more big bucks than, um, that I'd seen in a long time. Cause it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it forced me to get out and hunt other places and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then, uh, but yeah. And then, and then just, uh, just staying out of there and not riding a four wheeler, you know, a quarter mile from the stand and it, mm-hmm. you know it's, it's hard when it's uh you know when you're coming from work and you're short on time and mm-hmm. the sun's going down and but but just not hunting those days and, yeah. and if the wind's questionable and you know i think a couple of years ago between me and my my son you know we were hunting sometimes three 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 days a week mm-hmm. and uh i mean those deer knew where we were they had us patterned and and they they knew not to go there and Mm -hmm. we were seeing the same doe the the same you know yearlings ever hunt and uh you know we started staying out of there and and the the camera you know we started getting you know deer in the daylight Mm -hmm. big deer in the daylight which is something that was really rare in the past and and uh you know we still have some stands this year we haven't hunted and uh we've got some monster deer on there, but the wind is, just hasn't been, hasn't been perfect. So mm-hmm. we've been staying out of there and, mm-hmm. and, uh, just, um, it, 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 I like getting out, you know, whether we, we see anything or not, you know, mm-hmm. it's just fun to get out, but for just quality deer, just, you know, I used to think more was better. You know, the more time mm-hmm. I spent in the woods, the better chance I had at killing a big deer. And mm-hmm. man, I think it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Um, it's just staying out and, and, and watching your scent when you're walking in mm-hmm. and, um, you know, getting blockers, whether it's, a an open field, a river, a pond, or, you know, something where those deer can't circle downwind, especially if you're hunting, uh, corn feeders. I, I, I mm-hmm. really think those bucks, you know, um, half the time, I don't even think they come to them. I think they come downwind and just kind of, uh, check what's on them. Mm-hmm. especially during rut and um but yeah having a blocker where they can't where they can't come down wind of you was it seems to you know be really helpful yeah but uh but all the all the no scent and all that you know all the prep and man i, I don't think anything really works at least in my experience mm-hmm. if, if you know if they're coming in downwind they're gonna they're gonna get you yeah so um um it may it may help, but it did it, it hasn't worked for me. So yeah. yeah. But uh but yeah, that's uh that's it in a nutshell, <laughs> man. It was yeah. a, been a been a crazy now now all the fun's beginning. It mm-hmm. uh you know, I, I don't know how just I guess one thing, you know, for everybody to think of, you know, when when if you shoot a, a big deer and so this is something I haven't thought of and a a, a guy you know, I learned from uh, a, a guy, past guy's mistake. A buddy of mine is your location services on your on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I had no idea whether mine were on or off. And uh, I guess when you text those pictures out to, to all your buddies and they text them out to all their buddies, I mean, not only can they see where you killed it, I mean, they can see almost a tree mm-hmm. where, where, where you shot it <laughs> out of. So, um, yeah, make sure your location services are, are turned off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, I, uh, I was about to make a, a transition, you know, to talk about this type of thing. Uh and yeah, you mentioned that earlier, and that's definitely something that which I usually have mine off anyway because I don't know if I'm sure the government can still tell where I am anyway, but <laughs> but I definitely have mine yeah. off. And uh, and yeah, right. I, I was gonna ask, you know, that that's a great tip, but you know, coming from someone who you know, like we said, might have just shot a state record, I've I've heard other people talk about it. I I, I remember reading an article years and years ago about kind of what to do, you know, if you do shoot, you know, maybe a state record, world record, whatever. Um, Yeah, like, did you... Did you learn, you know, like your buck was on Yahoo News today, like you said, and it's been been in the paper, it's been all over the place. Uh, Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, you know, like, let's say you could rewind time back to the moment you shot that buck. Is there anything you would have done differently, you know, like, you know, taking more pictures or called the game warden out there or, you know, that type of thing? Is there stuff you would have done differently now that you've kind of been through it? Man, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you know, I, I just didn't think it, it was, you know, mm-hmm. in my mind, it's a, it's a big 180, you know, it's probably going to make Boone and Crockett, but I had no idea. It, if I would have known, I would have done everything different, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and, and it's just, you know, we, we've, we've already, you know, uh, already getting some, some calls on, on, you know, on, on the, the, the landowners around have been getting calls, you mm-hmm. know, from, from the, uh, you know, the Dallas guys, you know, mm-hmm. that whole Texas bunch is, is, uh, you know, how they found out about it. I don't know, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, this morning at, on my way to work at 6 AM, my, my phone just starts blowing up and, uh, you know, they, the guy sent me a text and he said, just type yahoo.com and yahoo.com. And it, it's the, the, the big trial that's going on, and then right below it is, is a picture of me and my deer. Mm-hmm. I'm like on Yahoo. I'm like, how does that happen? Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I definitely would have done done things different, you know. And and you know, I, I it's just you know, I, I got guys. You know, I start reading all the comments on on the bow hunter forums, and you know, the guy uh, ten miles away, you know, had that deer on his trail cam, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, uh, he does, he's not saying I poached it off his land, but he mm-hmm. doesn't know. He, you know, that deer's disappeared now. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. yeah, you're always going to have those guys that, yeah. that, that uh, you know, that, that uh, you know, say they had that deer on trail cam. And I, mm-hmm. that deer has been uh, about 50 miles <laughs> <laughs> all over the place on everybody's trail cam. But, uh-huh. but no, it's been, overall, it's been pretty positive. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I just definitely didn't want the want the publicity or anything like that, you mm-hmm. know. And and I understand the wildlife department. It, it's a it's a good deal for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I'm sure it brings in you know some out of state hunters and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it uh, they've been nothing but helpful. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, and and um, like the day uh, the uh, the paper, the big paper mm-hmm. called. Uh, I think the day after I shot it. And, uh, wanted to do an interview and, uh, you know, they, they can pretty much, uh, whether you want to, 
uh, it in the paper or not. I mean, it, it, they're going to put it in the paper. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they can get the get the pictures off social media. Um, so you really, uh, w- once you text them out to your, you know, your your dozen deer hunting buddies, and they text mm-hmm. them out. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was really crazy. I was at my son's uh, uh, football practice, and and one of the dads, you know, we're sitting in the stands watching them. This is the day after I, I I think of the day after I shot the deer and mm-hmm. um he, he gets a text from uh, a guy in uh I don't know, I think like Antlers, Oklahoma or something. Guy way far away and mm-hmm. and I uh, texted him a picture of this uh look at this look at this deer this guy killed and <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting right next to him, you know. Uh-huh. And I, I knew I was in trouble then, you yeah. know, and it was um uh, but uh but yeah, you know, I would have preferred it stay a little, you know, lower key, and, yeah. and we don't know; it may not be the state mm-hmm. record, you know, and, yeah. and that's that's another thing. I don't want to look like a like an idiot if it mm-hmm. shrinks ten inches or it's yeah. not, you know. Like I said, I I didn't score it. I'm, I mean, I I, I uh, you know, I, I did my my attempt at scoring it, but mm-hmm. that definitely isn't uh, isn't anything official. So, mm-hmm. but but we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. But, yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like you have a great but, attitude about the whole thing, which is awesome. You know, it's it's nice to hear that you're just a normal, average, down home guy. Um, you know, you're definitely not seeking attention by any means. Um, and so, you know, I hope it works out for you. But it sounds like you're going to be okay if it doesn't work out too. And uh, I think that's yeah, I think yeah, I think so that's I'm, what everybody wants out of the person who shoots a state record. You know, they want them to be that humble guy and not that big, flashy, looking for attention guy. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it definitely, uh, yeah, definitely a lot of, you know, I, I don't mind doing like some local podcasts like with you mm-hmm. and, and and stuff like that, just to, you know, get the story out of there. It's already been all over the place, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, I guess if I if I had to do it over again, I definitely would have kept it a little little lower key, and, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and it's it's it just social media it just blows up and mm-hmm. it just takes the, you know, one somebody puts it on one bow hunting forum and then mm-hmm. the next thing you know, it goes viral, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, you know, one, one of my buddies told me that, uh, you know, he's, he's been down this road before. He's like, man, you got to have some thick skin. And I, and I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like, why would I need, you know, thick skin, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, I just shot a deer, you know, but yeah, I guess there's a lot of, a lot of good and a lot of bad. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people out there, you know, that, uh, that uh, you know, and it, it, you just look back on all these bucks and that have been shot, and you know, people. There's always a controversy with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like yeah, yeah he poached it, or it, it was a a high fence uh-huh. deer. I was gonna say that's the one you always like see. That. There's always a dozen comments of high fence, high fence, high fence. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is about as far from it as as, as you can get. <laughs> believe me, but. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's been a lot of that. I just, you know, quit reading the comments and and uh, we'll we'll see what happens and mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully it is. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'd love to love to have the the state record typical mm-hmm. buck, but but if it's not and there's a good chance that it may not be, then uh, I, I definitely uh, definitely going to be the biggest buck of my lifetime for sure. And and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's been neat for my kids to to see it. I you know, biggest regret. I I just wish I. I I wish my twelve-year-old would have would have gotten him, and not me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think I think he could have done it, you know. And mm-hmm. he uh, he shot a he shot a really big one during youth uh, youth rifle, mm-hmm. and uh, and and uh, you know he's just 
now getting, you know, to where he can pull the bow back to where I feel comfortable. You know, he's not just going to wound something, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. It, it would have been a tough, uh, 60, you know, 60, 61 yards on mm-hmm. a 45 pound bow. Mm-hmm. It, it would have been, you know, the arrow drop on that just a ton. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you're off, you know, misjudged just a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and it could have wounded him and that, that would have been about the worst thing that could have happened. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, luckily, um, uh, luckily, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just surprised I was able to make it. That's the, definitely the farthest I've shot a, a deer and shaken yeah. like that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I was, we had gotten, uh, all my whole family got COVID, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and, uh, and uh, you know, I was, uh, but man, it hit me hard. My mm-hmm. lungs were jacked up and, you know, so I was trying to get out and get some fresh air and get moving and, and they definitely weren't in the best of shape, but mm-hmm. that combined with uh, some buck fever like I've never had before, and uh, man, it it was a adrenaline dump for sure. Mm-hmm. After it was all over, man, it, it yeah. just felt like I'd been <laughs> been run over. Uh-huh. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think the deer uh, weighed uh, field just so it wasn't a huge deer. It was right around two hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember right, when they when they weighed him, so not a, not a huge body deer, and I think, you know, so when I saw him last year, we were thinking he was about four years old, um, but um, judging they they looked at the teeth and they think he's around seven. Wow! So it'll give everybody an age. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know who knows? I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to pull a jawbone on him and actually get a get an age, but mm-hmm. you know, six seven, I think. Um, you know, he definitely. Uh, um, kind of weird. He he had a lot of ticks on him, uh, a lot mm-hmm. more than you know. Typically out here, uh, a lot of these deer, at least the ones we've shot in the past, is you know they they've got a few, but nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if that's uh, because he had that injury and been laying up a little more, or if he was just bedding in thicker woods or mm-hmm. or what. But uh, we definitely noticed a lot more uh, uh, ticks on him mm-hmm. uh, than than normal and. Uh, kind of did a number on the uh all the cape mm-hmm. uh, in spots of the cape so um yeah. but uh but yeah yeah well cool amazing well, uh just it's all been a blur <laughs> i know it. i bet it has but I yeah bet. i think uh i think january 2nd i think is when uh if i if my math was right i think that's mm-hmm. when the 60 the day mark will be up and uh mm-hmm. so we're gonna try to take him up and uh and get him scored, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. And then I, mm-hmm. I think tradition is that you take them to the backwoods show. Uh-huh. I guess uh-huh. <laughs> everybody's been been uh, uh, calling about the backwoods show, you know, and yeah. and, and putting him up at different booths, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, but um, I, I I haven't been to the backwoods show in a while, but mm-hmm. I used to go when you know when I was younger a lot. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully everybody will get a chance to. To see him regardless you know mm-hmm. so it's a really really cool really cool rack yeah really cool deer uh-huh awesome awesome man that's cool. but yeah yeah like man I said, I'm, I'm glad you uh got a chance to come on here and you know hopefully people will trust this story comes straight out of your mouth more than yahoo news <laughs> and uh i think yeah, it's, yeah, i think exactly. it's great and I'm, I'm glad you were willing to come on and, and share it with everybody yeah yeah man i'm glad i could man i definitely like to 
keep it local and mm-hmm. and uh yeah i appreciate you calling man it's mm-hmm. been been awesome of course of course my my, fi- my 15 minutes of fame <laughs> it might last longer than 15 minutes who knows who <laughs> hopefully, knows hopefully not hopefully <laughs> yeah. not but uh-huh. uh, or, all right man uh-huh yeah like i said i appreciate you coming on and uh you're definitely gonna have to keep me posted you know if it if it does break it or even if it doesn't maybe we'll have to have you on for a, a quick little 10 minute rundown or something like that uh come this january yeah, yeah. At least I mean, yeah. It's definitely been a been a learning experience, and I'm I'm learning more about scoring deer and the, you know, the the typical versus the non typical. And mm-hmm. you know, I I think you ought to get extra credit for the you know for the kickers and stuff. Instead of instead of negative. That, you uh-huh. know? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that that ought to be extra credit. But, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know pretty pretty crazy. I guess the non. Uh, you know, I, I guess it's just part of it. You uh-huh. know, I, it, I guess some deer score better as a uh, non-typical, mm-hmm. and you know, some some score better as a typical. Yep. So, yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, I guess mm-hmm. there's this is part of it with the yep. deductions and the drying, and, mm-hmm. and uh, but but we'll see what happens. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully it is. But yep. But uh, if it's not, it was a it was an awesome hunt. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, great story. Great buck. And uh, I can't wait to see how it turns out. Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad my wife didn't divorce me doing this whole <laughs> thing. She's definitely been taking four kids to, to football and, and jujitsu mm-hmm. and uh, soccer practice. And, and I'm out sitting in a tree. So luckily she, she let me. She's going to kill me if I come on here and don't, mm-hmm. don't, uh, don't mention her. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm glad you did. But yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm glad she let me do it. So, uh, but yeah, I appreciate awesome. it, man. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate it, and thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. I'll talk to you on the the second, and we'll we'll see what happens. All righty, sounds good. All right, see, we'll you. see you. Thanks for coming on, Zach. A big shout out to you. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you, and I can't wait to see how it turns out. So, thank you, Zach, for coming on. Thank you, guys, for listening. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show. Welcome. Like I said, keep checking it out. Uh, Talk a lot about deer hunting. uh, Talk about basically everything outdoor Oklahoma. We've got fishing episodes. We've got turkey episodes. Got some duck episodes coming down the pipe. Uh, You get to hear my crazy, weird, wild stories. Um, I've spent this last weekend uh, in West Texas hunting whitetail out there. Uh, I personally did not kill one. Another guy did. Um, Saw some great bucks. Had some close encounters. I am chasing a nice buck in Oklahoma. I'm going to be after him this coming weekend. We got a nice little cold front coming in on Friday, so I'm definitely going to be out there. He is driving me nuts. He is uh, all over the place. Um, I have had him on five different cameras over the last six days. Uh, Two of the cameras are 1.1 miles apart. And it's not like he was on one camera and then several days later on the other camera and that's it. I'm talking like he's on one camera. Two days later, he's on the far camera. Two days later, he's back. He's just going all over the place, and he is driving me crazy in the process. So, so yeah, you're going to have to come back and uh, hear how that works out. Thank you guys again for listening to this. Like I said, look me up on Instagram and Facebook at Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast, and that is going to do it for this episode. So thank you guys for tuning in, and I will talk to you guys later.